0: and welcome to another podcast by Leaders Edge. I'm Associate Managing Editor, Brianne Spillane. Our guest today is Ben Davis, a loss control manager with Nationwide's loss control services team. Ben's team provides solution-based risk management services to commercial insureds, ranging from small proprietors to large industrial operations in seven Midwest states. One of his main focuses is in the development of business continuity plan development which we'll discuss in a little more depth today. Ben, thank you for joining us. Let's start with a little bit about you. Before launching your commercial insurance career 20 years ago, you worked in commercial construction and social services, two seemingly very different industries. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you came into business continuity plan development and how perhaps some of your early experiences in those fields helped you along the way.
1: Sure, well, first, thanks for having me today. Um, I can try to tie all that together. So I have uh, training and education in both social services and construction management and the common thread through my experience is a passion for problem solving. I, I love fixing stuff, uh, the social services, uh, experience, built people skills, uh, that you need to listen more effectively to client needs and work with them to develop satisfactory solutions. And um, of course, construction affords hands-on opportunity to to adapt and find alternate solutions in the moment, but also opportunity to plan ahead and ensure similar obstacles can be avoided on the next project. Um, So at its core, the business continuity planning it's about problem solving and it requires both of these skill sets to to ensure that disruptions can be minimized or avoided for for clients. So that was a natural fit for me as I work with commercial insurance partners.
0: Excellent. So let's move on to some BCP 101. Uh, To effectively market and discuss with the insured, brokers need a basic understanding that business continuity planning, disaster recovery, and contingency planning are related concepts, but are not synonymous. Even Google seems to use them interchangeably. Can you give us a brief, high-level definition of each and how they relate to one another in a business continuity management program?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, and like you said, Google, uh, you can you can look up any of those, and it's a mishmash. So I'll I'll try my best to to provide a little more clarity around that. Um, because I think that that's helpful as brokers and agents are are consulting with their clients. So uh, according to the International Standards Organization, um, I think it's uh, ISO 22301, the standard for business continuity management systems. That's a mouthful. Uh, (laughs) These related concepts, they are all part of a comprehensive business continuity management framework. So they're they're related, but they are not synonymous. So uh, I think before I jump into those, just a quick understanding that there's two two main categories for disaster, two types of disasters that we're planning for in continuity planning. So a disruption can be uh, the result of a natural disaster. You think about severe weather, local geography, earthquake, wildfire, climate change, all that stuff, or it can be caused by human action whether that's just error or it's intentional, like arson or sabotage. Um, those are the two main categories that can disrupt a business. So so you might, like you mentioned, you've heard of um, disaster recovery maybe, and they also call that DRP, uh, disaster recovery planning, um, or business continuity planning. Um, I'll just highlight that disaster recovery merely focuses on restoring the IT infrastructure, um, but it should definitely be included as part of your overall business continuity planning. So trying to define those three terms, you talked about business continuity plan, what is that? It's, it's predefined actions taken after a disruption to a business uh, that will guide the way the business handles assets, um, human resources and safety, Uh, communications processes, vendor relations, and other intangibles like brand name and intellectual properties. And after the initial response, the overall goal for the continuity planning is mitigation of further damage and, of course, resumption of temporary business operations with the eventual goal to return to regular business operations. So, then enter disaster recovery so uh, unlike continuity planning, disaster recovery planning is exclusively focused on, like I said, the information technology or infrastructure. And, and they're trying to get the temporary business operations to, um, up and going, and then to eventually return to normal. And, and they're focused on everything from hardware, software, uh, local and cloud data, voice communication, the internet presence and social media. And hopefully they don't take their eye off and, and they have continued vigilance around cybersecurity throughout the event. So that's the, the main difference between business continuity and disaster recovery. The third thing that often gets confused and interchanged is continuity. I'm I'm sorry, contingency planning. So while the business continuity considers the entire scope of the operations, um, for for likely disruption scenarios that were identified during a vulnerability and risk assessment exercise. Uh, Contingency planning is focused on reaction to a single or specific anticipated scenario um, that was identified in the the vulnerability and risk assessment. Um, For example, contingency actions would be different for a hurricane versus a wildfire event. And you'd have a different response uh, due to a natural disaster impacting the business operations versus, say, a a workplace violence incident. So um, hopefully that that provides a little bit of clarity um, for our listeners, uh, those three main things. I'll also just note that um, agents they'll often tell our underwriter the insured has a a business continuity plan in place, and then they will send over an emergency action plan. So an emergency action plan, this ensures the safety of employees and and guests on site at the time of the emergency, because of course, employee and visitor safety is first priority. Think about the initial emergency response. So emergency action plan is a small piece of the overall business continuity plan, but is not in and of itself a business continuity plan.
0: Based on that rundown you just gave us, I would imagine this next question kind of kind of seeps into that. Um, so what are some specific challenges in business continuity planning? Do you hear brokers talk about having? I would imagine just sort of understanding the difference between all of it is is one big issue. but what do you what do you hear brokers talk about the most?
1: There's probably at least. Three challenges I can think of off the top that I hear um, brokers and agents uh, mention. The most common is probably a uh, "it will never happen to me" type of mindset. But you know, you look at at record-breaking weather disasters; they seem to be on the rise. You know, hundred-year floods—they seem to happen every few years instead of once a century. And and you look at uh, the wildfires in the West, and it seems like every wildfire—this is the largest wildfire event in state history. Um, each one is, is larger than the last, so it can happen, and the chances that it will are very good. Um, another issue that that we run into is um, the small businesses and and really any size business will tell their 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 broker, their agent, that um, they bought insurance so they don't need to worry about business continuity planning. And I would just remind them that even the best insurance coverage cannot be the sole remedy. A a business continuity plan that includes integrated insurance coverage, that's really the best risk management strategy that that the insured can have. And then and another common challenge is is frankly, just lack of stakeholder engagement. Um, you know, the insured personnel, they they're busy keeping the lights on, and they just don't see the need to take the time to 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 put in place a viable continuity plan. And I would point out that all three of these, these are all opportunities for the agent to bring value by helping the insured understand that without a solid continuity plan, it just takes one unexpected event to close their doors for good. And, you know, agents might think, How can I how can I crack that egg? How can I get through to them? You know, I found that using specific examples from the insurance industry or from competitors that you, you find in the news um where the unexpected happened and and that business was closed, these can be very effective <laughs> ways to to gain confidence in the continuity planning process and um, you know in addition it's been my throughout my career it's been my observation that an agent that that combines in-house resources with carrier resources uh, to assist in the continuity planning process will retain the business as a, a loyal long-term partner
0: It's that's, that's great advice Ben um, thank you for sharing that Uh, And as you just alluded to, a business continuity plan is important for any size or type of operation. And I've got some statistics from FEMA to share with our listeners. 40 to 60 percent of small businesses don't reopen after a disaster and 90 percent of small businesses close within a year if they can't reopen within five days. That obviously that's after a disaster. So we're in the middle of hurricane season right now, and we're also inching closer toward coming out of a pandemic. So, two-part question. What's your advice to businesses to begin the planning process for something like a natural disaster that perhaps is a little more measurable and predictable versus something like COVID-19, which by all accounts no one is really prepared for? And then secondly, considering those really alarming FEMA statistics, where do businesses start and where do brokers start?
1: It's no surprise that I've recently heard uh, a lot of variations on that type of question um, since the pandemic began. So, um, you know, both hurricane and pandemic response and recovery, those have always been part of comprehensive business continuity planning since the discipline really started to mature in the 1980s. Um, I'll be honest, when I mentioned pandemic um, response, working with clients prior to 2020, they said, okay, let's not worry about that. Let's worry about this hurricane or this tornado that's more likely to impact my business. So uh, we, we've learned from experience on that. Um, the, the, the the planning process for both it really begins by conducting uh, what's called a vulnerability and risk assessment exercise. So with with facilitation by the broker, an agent, or, or a carrier representative, uh, the insured's key stakeholders, um, this can't just be somebody that got the assignment. It has to be people in the organization with a vested interest. Um, they identify the most likely causes of disruption and, and how that could impact the business operations. And then they, they plan how they're going to minimize or eliminate disruption from those events. Um, for example, they would plan for, you know, hurricane is a definite possibility for probably the entire Eastern coast in the Gulf Coast region, whereas wildfire or earthquake is probably a, a very likely possibility that could impact business in the Western United States. Um, let's see, you also asked about, uh, where do you start? You know, you mentioned the, those, FEMA, FEMA statistics. And I think that those are, those are probably truly alarming for a business that does not have a business continuity plan in place. You know, I think as a savvy broker, um, they'll recognize that a client's lack of a business continuity plan is an opportunity to again, bring value uh, to their insurance partner. It all begins with that vulnerability and risk assessment exercise. And if, if properly completed by the right individuals within the organization, um, the solid plan is gonna be in place to ensure that the business will make it through, will recover from the disaster. They won't be one of those statistics that, that closes their doors.
0: Following up on COVID-19, has the pandemic changed, or do you anticipate it changing business continuity planning going forward?
1: Well, I mean, as I, as I mentioned, uh, the pandemic pandemic response has always been a consistent element of comprehensive business continuity planning. But uh, one thing that that became very clear um, during the pandemic is the effects. Of of having an interdependent global economy, um, when you have a global pandemic scenario. So you know, as 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 global economies are recovering, we're still seeing the ripple effects of independent supply chain um, across diverse industries such as fast food or audio auto manufacturing. You know, dependent on microchips or dependent on on ingredients from South America, and, and the logistics and transportation um, industries are, are still seeing ripple effects of supply chain disruption um, when, when processing and manufacturing plants were shut down. Um, so I, I think we'll see these effects uh, of this interconnected global economy um, for several more years. Uh, the, the key is really going to be how we apply the lessons learned and how we plan accordingly in business and industry specific continuity planning so that so that these supply chain issues don't don't sneak up on us again
0: right um the number one global threat to any business right now is cybersecurity you mentioned it at the the top of the podcast how does a cyber defense plan work within a business continuity plan or are those two two separate planning events if you will
1: um that is a really great question. So, so as I mentioned earlier, the, the continuity plan and the disaster recovery plan, they're, they're related under, under comprehensive continuity management. However, they're not the same idea. Um, they can be executed together or separately, the continuity and the disaster recovery. Um, disaster recovery is, it's most effective when it's executed with the business continuity because you can coordinate the crisis communication um, for all your stakeholders across all media platforms. And you might be thinking, why is is he revisiting that? Um, It's because cybersecurity falls under your disaster recovery plan. Um, The IT team has primary responsibility to develop the cyber defense strategy as part of the overall disaster recovery plan. You know, you you mentioned some statistics uh, earlier about about, uh, business um, interruption from FEMA. Uh, There is a ton of um, statistics out there. Uh, Insurance Journal, they just published um, in the last few years, several articles talking about how cyber risk is the number one global threat for um, small business and medium business for the foreseeable future. And there's, you know, a lot of data out there. Um, Hartford Steam Boiler just had a Zogby poll, um, and the results showed that um, they estimate that 43% of all data breaches breaches target small businesses, yet 54% of small businesses, they think they're too small to be targeted by by ransomware, and 68% of those businesses don't even have a disaster recovery plan in place. And um, that poll also revealed that over a third of small businesses uh, victim that were victims of cyber attack, they paid you know 50,000 to a 100,000 in hard recovery costs. That's the ransom. That's just to get back up and going. That doesn't even include the soft recovery costs such as system upgrades after the fact. Um, so you know, I think most small businesses, uh, they don't have fifty dollars to $100,000 um, that they can just pay out. So, you know, an ina- inadequate or no disaster recovery plan, especially around the cybersecurity, this is another opportunity for the agent uh, to bring in value and resources um, and ensure that their client has things like adequate business interruption coverage and that they have a sufficient cyber risk policy in place. Regardless of the size of the operation, they all need it.
0: Right. Now, walk us through some specific business continuity considerations for industries like construction or manufacturing or agriculture. You talked about supply chain earlier, and obviously we just hit on cyber. But what about some of the other industries?
1: When I zoom back and think about that, uh, construction and agriculture, they actually have a lot in common. Um, Both of them are concerned with dependable labor, uh, skilled equipment operators, um, how they can get their hands on um, heavy equipment, how they can replace heavy equipment. Um, They're focused on employee safety. So unlike uh, one one thing, when you think about construction or, or agriculture industries like that, unlike manufacturing, where you might have a static location static business operations, construction and agriculture, they could have projects scattered across multiple geographic regions that that could be subject to different types of local hazard um, based on the region that their their site is in. Um, You know, one site might be subject to earthquake, while another could could very likely be impacted by flooding. So it's not as simple as just identifying the risks that could impact the corporate office. Um, you know, and and then both both of those types of industries, they're also subject to market fluctuations, supply chain strain for materials such as lumber and steel and concrete, and and we're seeing that right now with the volatile prices of lumber as a result of the pandemic. Um, who knew that that would impact construction? Um, so, you know, depending on, on the scope of the operation, a manufacturing facility, they could have a less complex business continuity plan, you know, as long as they truly identified the most likely interruptions uh, for their operations, including supply chain and and materials and supplies. Um, They're probably gonna be focused on skilled labor. Uh, Manufacturing is focused on uninterrupted utilities. They need electricity, they need water, you know, they, they want to have stable production line equipment, hopefully redundant equipment. And then they're also going to be focused on the transportation and logistics, the shipping and, and delivery. Those are key concerns for that type of industry. So, you know, there's there's some overlap, but but as you can see, there's probably specific concerns depending on what industry sector an insured is operating in.
0: Sure, there's a lot of great information and, and obviously a lot to think about as well. Um, so final question, Ben, as as we wrap up here. Um, review of a business continuity plan with a client can help brokers more clearly identify coverage gaps, opening the door to discuss additional insurance products. Can you give us some examples of how these two things go hand in hand? Yeah, I, th- I think I can.
1: So I th- w- what you said about the, the agent or broker reviewing the business continuity plan with the insured that is very true and i think in part because walking through the business continuity plan with the insured it affords the opportunity to become very well acquainted with almost every business need and operational aspect uh, regardless of industry type that that insured is is operating in um, and this, this conversation, it's an opportunity for the agent to ensure that their client understands and has proper coverage in place beyond standard policies. Uh, remember, I said that a lot of insureds say, hey, I bought insurance for that. Well, this is where the agent can make sure it's the right insurance. Think, think in terms of, of business interruption, professional liability, pollution, inland marine um, errors and omission type of coverage. As you're walking through the business continuity plan, you're going to identify opportunities, and it's a an natural segue to to point that out to the insured. Hey, look, you need this type of coverage here, or we might want an exclusion or an endorsement that I'll need to discuss with the carrier here. So, you know, part partnering in in the planning process, it, it it's natural. It provides a natural conversation, um, and it doesn't feel like an upsell it's just like the insured is going, you're right, that makes sense. Um, so, you know, the, the agent can work with the insured and the carrier to make sure, in addition, that, that, that we have proper limits, uh, that they're structured in the insured's best interest. And, and it's also an opportunity to review um, values, valuations, insured to value, and, and other financials, make sure that those are accurate so that there will be no surprises uh, when the policy is triggered.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks, Ben. It was really a pleasure speaking with you today, and we appreciate you spending this time with us and uh, walking us through business continuity planning and and all that goes with it. So, thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. I I just add, uh, you know, to the listeners, make sure and reach out to your carrier loss control partners because they can be that value add that helps you retain and earn that quality new business.
0: That was Ben Davis, loss control manager with Nationwide's loss control services team. Be sure to visit leadersedge.com for our entire slate of podcasts. Thanks for listening.